0: Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith, and joined as always on a Saturday morning by Mick Laws. How are you, Mick? I'm very good, Steve.
1: First things first, as it's tea time, as it's breakfast rather, we need one of those. So thank
0: you to uh, John from Q-Tech. I've got the mug. Fantastic, mate. Good stuff. Excellent. Thank you, John, for sorting that out. And uh, just uh, before we get into the football chat, a big well done to my fighter, uh, Mo Sayers. Uh, who made his debut as a cruiserweight last night uh, at the arena on the undercard of the Lewis Ritson fight. Uh, and a big shout-out to Alan Shearer, uh, obviously a friend of the show who uh, took time out to come and uh, see Mo, congratulate him and uh, and have a photograph taken with him. But uh, start of big things to come for young Mo uh, to be on, a, on an undercard like that uh, with the likes of um, Pat McCormack, who made his debut as well. Fantastic win for him within two rounds Troy Williamson, the fighter from Darlington, of course, who retained his British title fight in what has to be the the uh, the fight of the night for me. Yeah. Uh, proper, proper good old scrap that. And well done to Lewis Ritson as well, uh, keeping the dream alive. Um, you know, a good points win against a tough opponent, uh, meaning that big-time boxing remains firmly in place in Newcastle. And well done to Prevellum. <clears throat> Well-run show. Yeah, I um, saw that, yeah. Richard Schaefer, Sam Jones uh, in particular, people behind the scenes that people don't see, the likes of Aaron and Katie, brilliant stuff from them as well. And uh, yeah, you know, Phil Jeffries needs a big pat on the back because that man has done so much for Northeast East boxing, um, you know, over the years. He's he's sitting proudly at the top of that table and, and uh, making things happen. So it's, it's a great opportunity and uh, looking forward to working with Probella uh, moving forward. I always remember, Steve, uh, going a
1: conversation with, um, I mean, you could do it with all of them. You name any major, major promoter, even, you know, because they are the they are the big guys. I mean, nowadays, you, you're probably talking Eddie Heard. But I remember a conversation with Frank Warren, probably going back 20 odd years now, how absolute desperate these top, top promoters are to crack the Northeast, you know, to, to get, you know, big, big fights and big big fighters in the northeast you know we, we've had one or two we've got we've got close with you know the McCrory's of this world etc um but you know these these promoters are desperate I, again watching the the um, the event at, at nottingham last uh, last this time last weekend with um, with with the young lads here you know again that they want to get out of london they want to get out of of major major venues in and around the cities um, and if they can find a boxer in the North East, what a, what a night we would have there on a regular basis in the northeast. So, you know, keep at it, keep at it, local promoters, local boxers, um, because sooner or later we'll crack it. We will crack it one day.
0: We will. We're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, as people know, I've took uh, time out of the promoter side of things after nine years, nine great years, thoroughly enjoyed it um but look it's time brother. people matty jobs has got a great boxing gym up here and um, he's starting to put on the small hall shows phil is still busting a goat he's still got the enthusiasm uh, but i'm just going to enjoy the journey with two fighters that i've kept on obviously more um is at the beginning of his journey and jeff saunders making a comeback in july uh, so really looking forward to that yeah pat mccormick was first round sorry val you're right uh vince thank you so much mate for your support and um, he just says good morning everyone just to see i'm over the moon we're winning the Joel linton t-shirt i'm so happy i could help such a great cause uh the food bank i only joined twitter so i could make the bid cheers everyone uh vince just go canny on twitter mate it's uh, it can be a lovely place but it can be a cesspit as well mate so make sure you don't get dragged into anything but uh, thank you so much for your generosity and he won the t-shirt for 100 quid and chose to put another 50 pound in on top for the food bank which is very very generous of him so thank you very much okay as most of you know next week is um all pre-recorded shows um i've got a live today with mick i've got a live tomorrow with holly uh, Monday, sorry, will be live with the lads, so you'll be still able still able to do your fans forum on Monday with the guys. Uh, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through to Sunday next week is all pre-recorded. Some great shows for you, uh, so make, make sure you still tune in. But today, I just we're gonna do like a half-term report. And I've done this with a couple of people um, in the pre-records next week, um, just to see where where people feel we are at after the takeover on the seventh of October. So first of all, Mick yeah our new our new owners uh, yes. pif Amanda Mia Dagadusi, mm. Jamie Rubin uh, the yeah. people who make up our boardroom now um yeah. give us your half-term report we're coming up to six months of ownership by the guys they've, they've done you know the you know they've had to make some pretty major decisions mm. what's what's your overall view of how they've done um I I mean let's use
1: uh, let's use the old footballing uh, the old footballing cliche, um, you know, the, um, the our assessment in terms of their first performance. I think you've got to look at, you've got to look at somewhere around about a 7.58 to 10, something like that. You know, so you're looking at a player who has been decent, very decent, uh, hasn't set the world apart, but at the same time um, has been very much um, a major player and they have been a major player. And the one thing that they've done more than anything else um, is that they've booked the trend in terms of signed uh, players in, in January, which obviously, you know, the, the previous owner just had no, had no time to do whatsoever. But also in, in the current climate, it was, it was hugely important um, that we signed players in January. So they went out in January and signed, arguably they say, 96 million pound players um now that ultimately ultimately is going to cost them or, or save them um for premier league football next season there's no doubt about it that has saved the day it has saved the day eddie howe has been very very good but the one of the, the major player is is the, the signature of five players five players who came along dan burn yeah, kieran trippier um Bruno uh uh, Chris Wood um and uh Matt Target so five players signed in January for an awful lot of money are going to to me uh, and I don't think it takes a genius to work it out is going to keep us in the Premier League next season that is the single most issue the single most important thing that the new ownerships have done Yes, they've been better in terms of um, cooperating, better in terms of communication. They've done this. They've done that. They brought Shearer's bar back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. they cetera. They, they look like proper people. But the most important thing they've done is they've splashed the cash and they've made Eddie Howe's life more bearable by signing in five players, who will make sure that we play Premier League football. So that is the single most important thing that they've done. And it's a huge thing. I mean, some people might say it's an easy, it's an easy thing to do if you've got the amount of money that those owners have. But at the same time, you've also got to bear in mind not only have they signed that amount of players, they've they've signed the right players. I mean, I I I'll be the first to say that I wanted I wanted a, a top-line centre-back. Center I probably wanted two centre-backs. I probably wanted a better centre-forward. But they then found Kieran Trippier, who we didn't necessarily see on radar. They signed Bruno when top players wanted him. Maybe I didn't see we saw Bruno coming. They made a very astute signing in Matt Target at left-back. So what comes with one goes with another. Either way, they've not only spent, in terms of money, in terms of players uh, in ter- in terms of the amount of money they've also bought key players proper players that we've talked about so my initial point is yes it's seven and a half eight out of ten and the major the major point is the fact that they did what Mike Ashley hasn't done for 14 years with one or two exceptions and that
0: is they've signed and
1: bought players
0: Mick you're on social media you're on Twitter um they've they, Briefly. I mean, not 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 huge amounts yeah but you know you've got the situation here where yeah my dad and jamie are both on there yeah and they really have you know interacted with supporters Is that yeah a good thing or a bad thing
1: i don't know and that's a very good question it's a very good question because there are some days when I, I i sit and i watch it and i stand and i watch it and i think no leave it alone leave it alone We don't we don't need it. There are other times I think, Okay, it's good. It's good. It's it's it is going back to that that mention I used before about communication. It's about it's about, you know, getting to getting to getting to know your fans, getting to to be to be personal with your fans. But there are, as I say, there are times um, I don't know. I mean, if if back in the day, let's put it this way, if Twitter had been. Uh, created in 1975 1980 would 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 sir john hall uh freddie shepherd uh and the likes would they have been in twitter i, I doubt it very much but it's a different world these days i mean sometimes uh, and these days almost in many ways steve it's not that you want to it's that you have to you have to be involved you have to play the game you know and that's what it is in life social um um it, it it's it's a it's a it's about playing the game if if you're not in it you're out of it and if you're out of it you're distant and especially if you're an owner i mean you know eddie howe of course doesn't do it because he's got better things to do to do so there is an argument with me that thinks maybe uh the rubens and madad gadusi and amanda stavely to a lesser point may maybe they don't quite need to be as involved but at the same time as i say for, for, for the likes of me, who perhaps doesn't like it, there are thousands upon thousands of Newcastle fans, younger ones, who love it, absolutely love it. And it helps. And it helps the relationship between the board and those fans. So it's, it's no good me saying it's wrong, and it's no good you saying it's right or wrong, and somebody who's 80 years of age saying it's terrible, because you're going to find you've got, as i say a a a a demograph between somewhere between 15 and 30 which will be desperate to see their people their owners their managers their players on social media contributing helping showing themselves and 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 opening themselves up i mean you you talked upon it there about, about alan shearer with the boxing alan shearer does it an awful lot you know Alan Shearer wouldn't have done it when he was a once upon a time when he was a player, but he'll do it now because it's part of the game. You know, he's a media profile, he's a huge profile. You need to do it, you have to do it, you have to put yourself out there. As a journalist, I never touched it, I didn't touch it with a barge pole. But since then, because I want to get the message out about something like this or the message about something like that or the message about having a stroke and helping people who've got aphasia it's a hugely important and a very very useful toy to play with so i think you have to i think you have to um use it within reason but i certainly wouldn't turn and say to them no do not do it but but maybe on occasions just be a little bit careful with it
0: yeah i understand that um okay from the owner's point of view they have also uh, had to deal with constant um questions about the the saudi situation and another person who's had to deal with that is eddie howe so let's talk about eddie howe's first uh six, mm. you know first few months in the job he's you know that was the first big appointment did they, did they yeah. get the right man do you think first of all uh, I, I I would honestly say, I
1: would honestly say that at this minute in time it is way way too early to, su- to suggest either way. Um, because th- I mean basically you're talking about a guy who's been in charge for what no more than than four or five months, you know it, it takes it takes longer than that. Um, Steve, It takes an awful lot longer than that. You know, I, I remember the conversations I had with you. About you know what? Only one win in his first ten. Was he struggling a little bit? You know who who had who had come in? Stephen Gerrard, Aston Villa, Dean Smith at Norwich, and had started well. Then all of a sudden, December, Eddie Howe picked it up, uh, picked up with the ball, and and went unbeaten for those nine games then we played very well at Chelsea but lost at Chelsea then we were poor second half against Everton but we've lost the second game against Everton we've got a very very difficult one in uh, in a week's time away at uh, Tottenham Hotspur um and and that's what fo- that's what football management is about it's it swings and roundabouts you know yes you know the Guardiola's and the klops will go about their merry way um and the only time they'll lose their game is more often than not if they choose to lose it Um, as far as Eddie Howe's concerned he has to try really really hard and work hard and he has worked hard and he's worked well about that club but you know it's going to take time you know it's he's got all he's got to do is is work it meet by beat by beat so he's he's trying to get to the end of this season he's staying in the Premier League then we have a think about what do we do in terms of the squad in the summer does that improve it? Is he then even in a better position to not have to even worry about relegation? But then can maybe think about middle of the table, maybe seven, eight, nine in the table. Let's see where we go. But you just don't know. It's it's an impossible situation. You know, you get managers who uh, uh, one minute you think they're absolute. I mean, take take Pardew for instance. You know, Alan Pardew, as much as disliked as he was. Did a a fabulous job, you know, got to fifth, was manager of the season, got us into Europe. You know, we did very, we were very, very good for the best part of 18 months, two years. And then all of a sudden it it disappeared again. You know, before you know it, you're 12th in the table. Now he chose to leave the club, but I, I have absolutely no doubt that sooner or later, somewhere down the line, he would have lost his job because that's what managers do. They lose their jobs. They only keep their jobs managers unless they stay successful time and, time and time and time and time and time and time again. And the only managers that do that are the Guardiolas, are the Klops, are people like the Alex Ferguson's at Manchester United. So all we all we can do with Eddie Howe at this minute in time is, is hope that he carries on doing what he's doing at the minute, which is very impressive uh two two defeats in 11 is fantastic certainly an awful lot better than it was at the start but we know that he wasn't necessarily first choice but they they've they they've, they've 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 pecked him out there they've got him in they've got they've got him and taken him on board um and yes he didn't he didn't uh he didn't start particularly well but he's now doing very very well and just has to keep going and has to keep going but but do, but do i do i think do I think he'll be in two years' time, Steve? I've no idea. Do I think he'll be there in one year's time? I have absolutely no idea. I really don't. I don't think anybody does. And that is part of the... It's the getting to know you. I keep talking about the getting to know you. It's the getting to know you with Eddie Howe, but it's also the getting to owe you with, with the ownership as well. Do You know, the ownership at this minute are very happy with Eddie Howe. So we seem. You know, what if the ownership suddenly find us um in the middle of the summer and they get a knock on the door from somebody who's available who they think oh he could really take us to another level who knows who knows we just don't know it 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 has been such a it's been such a um a roller coaster you know i i almost when you say to me october it's frightening isn't it i mean (laughs) october it feels like about four years since it started, you know, since since the new ownership were there, since Eddie Howe has been around. It it feels a long time. It's October. It's barely, as I say, you know, six months. It's barely six months. Uh, and yet so much has happened in a strange way. Um, so let's just take time. We, we don't, I, I think, as I said, against the, the Everton uh, and the Chelsea games, don't beat yourselves up. Don't beat yourselves up. We're fine at the minute. We're fine. But, you know, the longer it goes, you know, through until the end of the season, through to the summer, through to the start of next season, then before you know it, there'll have been a year. You know, when we get to, say, October of 2022, the owners and, and hopefully Eddie Howe will have been a year in the game, 12 months in the game. Let's see where we are then. Let's, let's see what's happening with, a, with a uh, for instance, a director of football. Let's see where the chief executive is. Let's see what's been talked about in terms of the training ground. Um, You know, there's been little, little jobs done, little things here, little things there, but we haven't done anything major. The major thing we've done, and 100%, they are absolutely spot on here because, again, going back to what I said, the most important thing they did and the most important thing they needed to do was keep this football club in the Premier League. Again, look at the stats, uh, Steve. The Premier League has been going for 30 years, OK? This is just the Premier League. I mean, the you know, the older people will think, oh, God, the Premier League, because it, you know, whatever. 30 years, 50, 50 different football league clubs have played in the Premier League. There are only six, only six have ever played in every one of those 30 seasons. And we all know the teams. They are Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, Tottenham and Everton but the next two teams the next two teams the only other two teams who've got anywhere close to playing at the premier league table every of those 30 seasons are aston villa football club with 27 and you know who newcastle united so we're not bad you know we're not bad we are not bad at all so you know let let's let's just let's just see where we are um and let's just see whether the ownerships can't push us back into
0: that in, into that ball again yeah big shout out to uh political bias against the right uh sorry mate i was on the phone yesterday when you stopped us in the street um but as you say next time i see him we'll grab a coffee or something but thanks for becoming a member of the channel um anybody who wants to do that just hit the join button just a little bit of support for the channel uh, goes a long way Eddie Howe as I mentioned who has had to fend off political questions Mick mm. something which is a bit awkward but you know it, it you know for anybody at the time but I think he's battered them off rather well what do you think Well
1: he, he he can only do as much as he can do um now if if Eddie Howe wants to sit down quietly um and wants to have a think about what is happening and what isn't happening uh, in Saudi Arabia whether he believes that owners that he is he is um he is empl- an employee of are the right people or the wrong people then then only eddie howe knows that but I, I think there was a there was an interesting question in the press conference not long ago about did did he consider when he took the job did he, did he did he did he did he consider that it was the right thing or the wrong thing in terms of the ownership at newcastle united and he quite rightly said and this is the bottom line That the powers that be at the Premier League, the powers that be politically at government level have both decided that they are the right people and they are correct people in order of being uh, developed, to develop Newcastle United and be owners of Newcastle United. So that's all you can do. That's all Eddie Howe can do. That's all we all can do, really. If the powers that be decide that they are correct and proper people then we take it as red they are correct and proper people that's all you can do that's all you can do in life in terms of you know the, the management from government and and political you know covid you know d- during covid we, we didn't suddenly say oh we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do that we shouldn't you know we, we shouldn't be in isolation we shouldn't be doing jabs we shouldn't be doing boosters we shouldn't be wearing masks we do what the government tell us we do what the powers that be tell us. We, you know, they are supposed to be the people who run the country. They run the country. They run our lives to all intents and purposes. So we spent two years, you know, jumping over hoops about COVID, doing this, doing that, doing things we didn't particularly like doing, things we thought were right, things we thought were wrong, but we did them. Now, People might think this is slightly strange, but it's it's the exact same scenario. Those same people, those government people, along with the Premier League, looked at the ownership of Newcastle United and said, yes, they're the right people, the right thing. They are proper people to do the job. So as a result, we have that ownership of Newcastle United. End of story. As far as I'm concerned, Anyhow, Howe doesn't need necessarily to get involved. If he wants to get involved, that's entirely up to him. We all have our, I have an ability on here. You have an ability on here. All the lads have the ability. Anybody in, in, in Great Britain, have an ability to, to say whatever they wish to say. We all have opinions. We all have opinions. As long as legally it's okay we can i could say now i could at this very minute say whatever i want to say that is the beauty of it but i could get wrong i could upset people i could legally be uh i, I could get all sorts of problems legally with it but i am able to say what i wish to say and anyhow, if he wished to could say whatever he wanted to say but he is the owner uh, he is he is a, an employee uh, of newcastle united um and as a result he chooses to do whatever he wants to do
0: yeah fair play and um yeah we wish him all the best uh thanks to vince smith uh for becoming a member as well thank you mate um your generosity knows no bounds um just going to give a shout out to the sponsors before we ask mick about his uh, half-term review on the players thank you to spider vpn for all their internet security google spider vpn they come up at the top of the search list they are the boys to trust thanks to skipsandbins.com telephone 800 25 45 25 3 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website is www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection thanks to lng family funeral directors or 1913897245 and to cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.theguhd.com Thanks to Arcot Interiors for all your kitchen necessities. Go down to the bottom of Heaton Road. You can find the guys there or Google Arcot Interiors and uh, they will come up at the top of the Google search list as well. Thanks to QTechShop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in walls in Newcastle. And thanks also to uh, John for running the website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks to Cleak meet the new game over screen, drop into a Clear Run device near you, uh, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and clearun.game Give JAB Signature a look out as well, jabsignature.co.uk. And Media Arts, thank you for all your help in the video department. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Still seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your social media, drop into the comments box to post a comment or speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. You can also catch us on iTunes, Spotify or Podbean and other podcast providers um usually goes up 24 hours after the show if you want to subscribe as well we do send you a free car sticker uh subscribe to the channel then go to the website nufcmatters.com and you can claim your free car sticker that way don't forget please support the food bank nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk there's a match day bucket uh, which is operational 365 days of the year and uh, you can make a virtual deposit today and uh unfortunately that's something that we're asking you to do more often because it's uh you know desperate times for a lot of people at this moment in time don't forget as well we've got a live event coming up with the marlborough social club saturday the 9th of april 12 noon tickets are a tenner from Super super gibbo myself and holly uh, and don't forget the alan shearer raffle for two tickets for the 260 dinner is still ongoing uh, tickets are a five i go to nufcmatters.com uh 991 chance of winning two tickets worth 520 quid and if you just want to buy a ticket for the event which is the 7th of april go to 260dinner.co.uk and john from qtech is also giving away two tickets for wolves fancy two free tickets go to newcastle versus wolves simply like retweet and at three friends and then follow us on youtube to be entered into the draw and that runs the adverts i'm going to uh, Mick. i'm going to bring um vic and phil on because they've got something they'd like to promote today i've been in con- conversation with them on the internet this week via email uh good morning vic and phil how are you
2: good morning Hi. we're not bad how are you doing morning. very
0: good thank you for uh thanks for coming on and i hope the 50th went well yesterday it
2: did it went pretty well not for us so much but to leave early but Brody. <laughs> As he wasn't feeling too good no, but uh, wow. the 10 minutes that we were there were enjoyed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, give, give
0: us a little, give us a little bit of background then into, into what's what the situation is please
2: well very briefly Brody, our son he was born uh three months premature so he's six years old now he's doing fantastic but as you can imagine when you're three months early it brings a lot of problems along with it and so he's, he's got some ongoing health issues for example, he's been diagnosed with a condition that allows Danlos syndrome, which is a genetic condition that he's inherited. Um, he's, he's also on oxygen at night times. Uh, he was on that 24 seven, but he's, he's, he's slowly over time getting weaned off. It was struggling to find people help out with some other issues that he's got. So we're going to have to go down to London to see some specialists down there. And we're just trying to raise some money to, to see these, these private uh, specialists. So, we have um a raffle that we're doing at the minute it's to do with uh the Wolves game we've got two tickets that we're raffling for that a five pound each for the tickets and when's that taking place so that's on the 8th of April the draw is to take place when I think it's a so the Luis, 4th of April we'll be doing the draw we've got people. um we've got a page Brody's journey on Facebook um, just stuck the yeah.
0: link in the chat there so people can people can find that which is great smashing
2: thank you um yeah so the the treatment's just not available on the ad um on the nhs for people with ads so you've got to like find ways of getting to the specialists um yourself really so that's what we're trying to do um Brody plays football for both a Cramlitt and Blue Star and they um did a big sale um a couple of weeks ago and raised some money for that um they raised 700 pounds so that's really helped for this week when we uh, travel down to london we're traveling like through the week to see one of the specialists so they've really helped support work so that's brilliant um we just really want to get Brody seen as soon as possible and help them yeah he we're, is we're just trying to do everything we can to to bring him on in life you know and he's he himself is an absolute fantastic little character he just takes everything in his straight he truly is inspiring to us the way he handles all these challenges that they come to him he's a fantastic little guy yeah
0: and we um, just showed a photograph of him there um you know what you can see you can see you know lo- lovely guy um and and we just want to do as much as we can to help I've stuck the PayPal link in uh for this yeah. raffle so uh Brody's Journey um this is the biggest prize to date they've got two tickets to see the now sold out match newcastle united against wolves at st james's park on the 8th of april 2022 any newcastle fan of course will know how hard it is to get tickets at the moment so for five pound a number you can have the chance to win this prize it's an amazing prize it's an amazing raffle um so please click the paypal link Um, And, you know, just give generously because Brodie's journey does mean a lot, obviously, to uh, Vic and Phil, and um, they're putting a lot of hard work and effort in. And uh, from my perspective, anything I can do to help you out or promote, and I'm sure Mick is on Twitter as well. Mick will be only too happy to help. Absolutely, absolutely.
2: Oh, that's fantastic thank, thank, you. thank you very
0: much to the both of you that's great thank you very much no problem well best of luck with it you've got me email uh, vic and if you if you need anything please feel free to reach out and anything i can do to help please give us a shout okay oh,
1: thank you so Brilliant. much thank, thank you very you. much okay, have luck a good, weekend. good luck with him thank, thank you very much Bye bye.
0: Great to have them on it's always good to use this platform i think positive uh like that and um yeah best of luck to them and best of luck to everybody who enters into the raffle okay mick um i do want to change t- uh, to the players now you-, you briefly mentioned them but just yeah. a bit of a half return term report on the players first of all kieran trippier
1: um i know i mean I, it, it might sound a little bit strange and it, it might it might sound a little bit daft but at, at the end of the day um, we know we know how good Kieran Trippier is. I mean, Kieran Trippier has been a top top uh, fullback for a good few years now. You know, you don't go to, to Tottenham Hotspur, you don't then go to Athletico Madrid unless you're uh, unless you're a top top player. He's played at England. He's played at semi-finals. He's scored in semi-finals. I mean, Kieran Trippier is a top is a top top player. You know, the the the, the, the bonus of Kieran Trippier was isn't isn't The fact that kieran trippier is a good player and that i still i still maintain that first morning when i said i think he could be captain material he could go on and be captain of newcastle united either way he's a top top fella in and around the dressing room i'm sure he's been away in dubai i'm sure when he comes back even part of his rehab he'll be in the dressing room he'll be in the in the training ground he's a top top player but the key isn't, or the key never was in January, whether, you know, Kieran Trippier was going to be a good player, whether he was going to be an asset. The big, big player, the big deal was the fact that we got him. Um, so whoever, whoever got him, whoever managed to secure him, uh, plaudits. Absolute kudos to whether it be to Eddie Howe, because there's a relationship between the two, whether it's the owners, um, whoever, Steve Nixon, whoever it might be whoever it was who managed to persuade Kieran Trippier to leave Madrid and come to Newcastle United, well, very well done. Because, you know, we know what he is. We know what he is. Uh, you know, Dan Byrne has been a bonus. Uh, Matt Taggart, I think, has always been a very good player. But even he has probably been succeeded uh, or, or been a, a, more of a success than we thought he might be. Um, but Kieran Trippier has been what Kieran Trippier is. But it's the fact that we got him. So whoever got him, uh, however we got him, we should be very grateful of him because and we should hope now, Steve, we should hope he's still there in two years time, three years time, hopefully longer than that. Let's just let's just see how long we can keep him uh, and how long he endures uh, his time at at St James's Park. You
0: mentioned Big Dan Boone you know so far so good i mean you know a local lad returning to the club that he loves and supports um you know that in itself is worth its weight in gold but um he's a unit and um you know a long time since we have had a, a center-half like this
1: he is he is but again I, I will i will say back to i'll go back to two or three things that i've said you know since since he first joined i think he i think he needs i think he needs to keep his head correct um you know at the minute there's a, an awful lot of adrenaline flying around. Um, there's a there's an awful lot, um, not so much pressure at this minute in time, but but certainly um, you know he's he's come he's come into a back four, uh, or what should we say two centre backs who weren't exactly setting the world apart. So if as long as he came in and as long as he did something properly, he was probably gonna get a pick um now he's come in he's done it sensibly it also just so happens and he has been part of it so i'm not i'm not saying he's been handed the ability to be in a winning side he has been an integral part of that winning side but he has been in a in a winning side And 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 defenders and center backs in particular you know life's an awful lot easier when you're winning games of football and you're under less pressure than they are in terms of the likes of the, the Manchester United's, the Liverpool's, you know, yes, we did very well against Chelsea, but the top, top teams, we, we haven't really played them as yet. So we haven't really found out exactly what level, you know, Dan Byrne is at. Um, and and at the end of the day, again, you know, Dan Byrne has been, whether we like it or not, has been a fairly mediocre Premier League side with Premier League clubs. Now, he may go on, he may go on and really astound us and be a top, top player. He may well be somebody who goes on, and going back to the Trippier incident, may go on and be the the, the captain of, of, of Newcastle United at centre-back. He may go on and be the leader of the club. At this minute in time, he just needs to stick at what he's doing, and that's doing the job properly. And he's doing it very, very well. He's looking after Shah he's looking after his fullbacks. He looks like he's a he's a motivator. He looks like somebody who's who's an ideal case in terms of uh, of captaincy. But but he's only been involved for what seven or eight games for Newcastle United. Let's just see again going back to Eddie Howe as a whole. Let's just see what these some of these new faces are like in 6 months time, in 8 months time because there's an awful lot of players over the years who, you know, they they start you know they look great they look great but slowly but surely that consistency drops he's just got to stay consistent um, he's gonna come in, uh, and he's going to come in and he's going to play against tougher sides um the newcastle have played in those opening nine games when they were unbeaten so so let's just see what happens but i would have to say he has been an outstanding signing and going back to the point about the nine, the nine games, the owners who take up the, you know, who who, who take the, the the success of signing the players, that January and that run of nine looks like it's essentially going to keep us in the Premier League. And Chris Wood's been part of that. Dan Burns has been part of that. Matt Taggart's been part of that. Bruno has been peripheral and Trippi has been peripheral. So you look at the two star players of the five, Trippier and Bruno, and they've actually played less and had less involvement than that nine-game run than Burn, Target, and Wood. So, who were the who 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 was the better buy in January? Those three or those two? Interesting.
0: Yeah, Target. I mean, you know, we've got him on loan, but the you know the the, the effect he seems to have had. I mean, it, it, again, is is, is it's it's really probably one of the best left backs in in recent times for me dummett's been yeah. holding that position down but the fact we've managed to get a deal in place where mm. there's an option to buy a 15 million is a snip i would it would be the first bit of business newcastle should be doing in the summer for me i think
1: i think i think i, I think I mentioned it the, the 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 first time we did it after after the transfer window because he was the last uh jigsaw um the la- last piece in the jigsaw. And I couldn't believe it, honestly, because I've always, always thought what a good player he is, going back to Southampton and going back to Aston Villa. Now, now, you know, while, while people think that, um, you know, or I was a little bit, you know, critical of saying that, you know, Dan Burns has, has only really played at that sort of level. Uh, and Brighton and Hove Albion, and I don't want to be derogatory because they're a good football club. But even when, even when you're Matt Target, You know, Southampton and Aston Villa, going back to that point I made about that, you know, there's only been 50, well, there there have been 50 Premier League clubs since the inception of the Premier League. There's only been six ever played um, every one of the 30 seasons. Now, Newcastle and Villa are next. Now, Target was at Villa. Southampton have been a Premier League side established for a lot of years. You know, they brought they brought the Shearers through. They brought the Bales through. They're a proper football club, Southampton. Matt Target was there. Matt Target then went to Villa. Villa are a big football club. So Matt Target, you know, is a, is a good, good, established player. He's a left back. They are very few and far between. So, you know, I would almost argue, I would almost argue at this minute in time, during the summer... Yes, Trippier, don't worry about. Bruno, don't worry about. Um, Dan Byrne and Chris Wood. If you said to me, would Dan Byrne and Chris Wood be established first 11 players at Newcastle next season, I would do that. I would say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. And I wouldn't lose too much sleep over it without, again, being too critical about what they've done so well for the last 9 11 games. Matt Target I would put in with Trippier and put in with Bruno in so much as I would be very very intent if I could of keeping him in the summer and making him again next next season our first choice left back. And I'll make a point of this Steve because as you know you know because you're away we're, we're recording this that and the other and and you've been kindly enough to put me forward to put my top 11 newcastle forward which i'll do tomorrow um i've never actually done it i don't think i must have done it somewhere but anyway so i've sat down and thought about it now as you can imagine anybody listening to this there's six or seven certs aren't there but do you know what the two tough ones are the two tough ones are the fullbacks because there's lots of them there's lots of them at left there's lots of them at right but have you got a standout? Have you got? Have you got a nine like we have a nine? Have you know? Have we got a Beardsley that we that we've had? No, fullbacks are absolutely priceless. So have a listen tomorrow. Find out who my right back and my left back are because people might be a bit surprised. But going back to Matt Target, you know, because you can't get them and because they they are difficult to get a hold of, particularly left sided players. Then Matt Target, I would certainly be very, very keen to keep a hold of and look to, And I mean, unless they find somebody a worldie, I think there's no reason why Matt Target can't be a left fullback next season again for Newcastle United, if we can get him.
0: Yeah, Mick. Uh, Tom saying you should do a team. That's what he is doing. Tom. He's going to record it tomorrow, and that's going to go out next Saturday. So Mick's dream team with his subs and his manager will be next Saturday. Okay. Last two players to look at, Mick. Uh, Chris Wood. Mm. How's tough, he done? Tough, tough, um, because
1: because it depends which side which side of the argument you look at. Do, do you do you want to talk about Chris Wood? the one of 11 of 11 who for the last 11 games have seen newcastle lose only twice uh was an integral part of the first nine when we were unbeaten that we picked up 21 points that we won six that we we drew three and we have essentially essentially survived premier league football now as one of the 11 and as an integral part of the squad an integral player of the team the way that he's contributed the team he has been very very good at the end of the day the other argument is do you want a center forward who scores goals do you want to be and i'm not going to be i'm not going to say he's a shearer i'm not going to say he's a mcdonald that's unfair they are top top players but is he a is he a cc is he a denver bar is he uh obafemi martins again no he's not you know he's a lad who i mean during those ele during these 11 games 11 games we have lost only twice we've scored 14 games of the, out of those 11 he scored only one goal now because we've been uh unbeaten other than chelsea and everton it's sort of it doesn't really matter because he's contributed anyway But all of a sudden, if we suddenly lose three or four, uh, and I'm talking about lose three or four, not just unbeaten three or four. Yes, it suddenly, suddenly it then gets a little bit sticky. I can't see it. I just can't see it. I think we probably only need a couple of wins from the final nine games, whatever it is. But if it did happen, if it did happen, then all of a sudden you would have to question what you do. You have to go to plan B. There isn't really a plan B. There isn't really a Dwight Gale to me. So Chris Wood at this minute in time has to stay in the side. But if, but, but for all of those people who say he's done very well, he's, I think Chris Wood has done exactly what was needed. This is the bottom line. I, I, you know, Chris Wood might secretly think this is really, this was my, this, this was, this was my, uh, this, was my, this is what they, they operated me for. They got me in to somebody who would be a centre forward because Callum Wilson was injured. Somebody who knew the Premier League. Somebody who worked out the Premier League. Somebody who worked a, a, of the 10 around him. We didn't necessarily want, nobody really wanted Chris Wood to be three, four, a five-year centre forward. I'm sure that was, I'm sure Chris Wood really doesn't realize that he's, he's he's been brought by newcastle united to be the number nine to be this season to be the season after to be the season after that what he was done was he was bought in january as a body into the box who was a very capable body was a body who would help the others and that's exactly what he's done now whether he's still around next year it doesn't matter what he has done And he's picked up 25 million pound by the way as well so if you're chris wood you're not too disappointed by that but i think he must know in the same way that newcastle united's uh hierarchy must know that he isn't a long long long-term option in terms of
0: center forward yeah and last but by no means least the man the enigma bruno
1: yeah well I, i don't i have they have they voted for um Goal of the season, a uh, goal of the month. Yeah, I, I saw yesterday that he's on the uh, he's on the shortlist of six for 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 for, for, uh, for goal of the season. But if he gets it, fair fair play, well done. But no, I, I think I said it last week. That Everton, the first forty-five against Everton, I looked at him and I watched him, and I thought to myself, wow, wow. You know, this is what you want. This is what you want for two years. You know, going back, again, I, I, I'm sorry if this feels a little bit disrespectful and it's not in the slightest bit because that's that's the world of football for you. It's hard nose. Um, in the same way that that Chris Wood possibly isn't looked at being a two, three, four year man in terms of a, 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 um, a player, then Bruno is the real deal because Bruno, you want... In two years, you want him. In four years, you want him. In five years, you want him. In six years, you want him as your Johan Kabay. You want him as your Gary Speed. You want him as these top players, top midfield players who 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 really really do it, game in game out, and that and that's what he is, and that's what he is, and what he'll do is he'll bring other players in, he'll bring players to the football ground when it comes to the summer, when it comes to transfers in the summer when all of a sudden they they go knocking on the door of xyz and they say who who have you got who have you got we've got this fella we've got trippier we've got but this bruno guy they'll look oh i'd play with him i'd definitely play alongside him in center midfield i'd play with him right hand side i'd play with him up front you know this again going back to the trippier um argument um you know he is he is genuinely genuinely a superstar and whoever got him in the same way that whoever got trippier again should be applauded um because bruno is is the key to it he's the key to it i mean i'm thinking about 2015 2016. the season that newcastle um were were relegated the great irony of this is the season that newcastle were relegated was that season when leicester won the premier league and for those people, and don't, and, and and you know, we stopped dreaming and we stopped hoping during Mike Ashley, Steve. We've now got the ability to dream a bit and hope a bit. And 2015, 2016 is the year that we can still genuinely think about hoping and think about dreaming. Because if Leicester City can do it then Newcastle United could do it. And if you go back to it, I know a lot of people were very derogatory and said that, oh, it was a terrible season that season. Leicester won it by 10. They only lost three times all season. But here's the key. Here's the key. Who played for them? They had no one. Yes, they had Schmeichel at 29. Yes, they had Vardy at 29. The two probably superstars, ironically, going back, To bruno was kante at center back and mares so kante and mares were the two real superstars now either way they had four between them for me for me i know they had one or two others who were decent and schmeichel you could probably put a question mark against but essentially you've really got vardy kante and mares are we not still capable of doing something like that next season are we not capable of throwing in two or three alongside Bruno, with Trippier in there, with Shelby in there, if Shelby continues to play the way that he's been playing? You know, to use to use other players as well. You know, there is hope there. There's dreams there. All we've got to do is get through between now and the end of this season, and then have a little look at what happens in the summer,
0: and let's see what happens next season yeah good stuff um okay that ends our little season uh half seat, half term review sorry um just want to bring this up as well we're, we're going to champion this on the show for the next few uh, weeks sunday the first of may st james's park two o'clock kickoff newcastle united women versus barnsley women at St james's park tickets are three pound to get in um i think it would be great mick if we could just yeah. you know, get a really big crowd there and support that game because and i've seen people in the chat there's a few people mentioned this in the chat um vince says i think we should all go and support the women at st james's park imagine a full stadium to show not only the support for the team but also show the country the type of fans that we truly are and i think that in a a nutshell you know really you know gets gets where i'm coming from peter says it's absolutely fantastic that the ladies team will be playing at st james's park hopefully we can get a bucket load of fans to attend and cheer them on just another fantastic showing from the owners gone down well this
1: well the, the the bottom line is steve regardless of gender let's not worry about gender people get obsessed with gender these days It's about Newcastle United football club. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's it's not about women. It's not about men. It's not about under 18s. It's not about under 19s. It's not about under 6s. It's not about veterans. It's not about those who are disabled. It's about Newcastle United football club. And they are a Newcastle United football club. And do we not know and do not we love Newcastle United football club? I'm sorry. Get out there get out there. I mean, Sir John tried to stretch it and he tried to turn Newcastle United into ice hockey, into basketball, into the lot. He wanted a bit of everything, Newcastle United. But, you know, once upon a time, bless them, they had to go to Cowgate Kestrels to try and play their game. They couldn't play in black and white striped shirts. But if they are part of, and they are now part of properly, of Newcastle United Football Club, it doesn't care to, i don't it doesn't matter to me whether they are female it doesn't matter what their gender is female male as i say under 18s under 16s, those who are disabled what they are newcastle united and they are and they they are proud and we are proud so go out and do it go out and do it because you know we all want success we all want black and white shirts on uh, at St James's Park regardless of who's pulling them on winning games of football showing the rest of the country so if if in two years three years time we've got the best women's team in 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 Britain how proud will we be you know in the same way that if the youth team won the FA Youth Cup we'd be jumping it for I you know I've commentated on on FA Youth Cup semi-finals over the past 20 odd years That's no different. That's no different playing the kids. So give the women a go, you know, play it, play it. And that was the thing about the FA Youth Cup. The great thing was they might have played rounds one, two, and three in the FA Youth Cup at Benwell or wherever, but all of a sudden they got the shot. They got a chance at St. James's Park And and they loved it and they loved it. And it was important. Same again with the women. Yes, they play the majority of their games elsewhere, but give them the chance. But the bottom line, as I say, is they are part and parcel of Newcastle United Football Club. End of story. It doesn't matter whether the gender is involved. It's Newcastle United Football Club.
0: Yeah, well said. Uh, Good point. Well made, mate. And um, lots of comments coming in about that. Rachel says well said um, about that. And uh, Steve says there's a decent side Steve take my granddaughter to sea was 2600 fans the most they have had against Ipswich I think they will beat that well said mixes Tom agreed totally says political bias a couple of other points I wanted to raise just before we finish um, Colin uh, says a game that sticks out in my Newcastle life is Keegan's debut I'll never forget it an amazing day um he asks us what what is the one game that sticks out for us well we are going to be doing a series of these over the summer so i'm not going to ask Mick that question colin uh, but we have started it actually with the guys on the geordie's here geordie's their show and that'll be on next week so we've actually picked out our individual best game that we've ever and there's some big surprises in there so tune in on wednesday uh, for that but i will be doing a show with Mick about that in the summer i think Mick and steve a lot of debate with kits lately with castoria's mug ups what's your favorite mm. kit over the years yeah we'll, we'll do that my favorite <laughs> my, my favorite kit was the granddad collar um in my time supporting newcastle um the the one we nearly won the league in mick have yeah. you got a favorite kit uh
1: i mean i was always an That's man so yeah, yeah a bit of both there isn't there? i mean there's 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 both applied there both the shirt and the and the and the owners uh, and the um and the and the merchandise uh uh there's so many of them so many of them i like the maroon one i I like the, the change the change kit
0: um but too many too many there is there is i think um i always because it was my first kit the 83 84 promotion uh top as well the blue star that was another one which really really you know I, I I loved so yeah I mean there's there's so many did the, yeah the, the, the purple and blue hooped one that you wore. that's that's the one I'm talking about there.
1: yeah that one know, that's, that's the one did, yeah, I say you... maroon? that's what I meant
0: yeah yeah that's the one yeah 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 um John says we will be given 50 tickets away in the chat in the coming weeks for the ladies game courtesy of everyone at NUFC matters so there you go John from Q Tech as always uh doing something uh very positive so thank you for that Rachel says the best kit was the home and away with a granddad collar years um mm. Any with the brown ale logo for me, says Mr. Sifter. <laughs> Marty says 1995-96 strip, can't beat it, home and away. Sounds like there's a bit of a thirst for doing a yeah. show yeah. strips, guys. So maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. You know, the blue this... swirl one away yeah. and the yellow-green green greenalls. Oh, the the oh, greenalls oh, ones, you had to sew that, the that, green oh, that, logo. Yeah, that yellow, that yellow and green one was awful, awful. Derek mentions the yellow and green buckta top. Uh, Mitch loves the buckta well the mem- book- mem- 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 remember the other one uh, with the th- with-, with the thin black
1: and white stripes and the broad black and white stripes remember that one that yeah. was awful and know that was horrible
0: yeah the- these uh, the book district was it made have look good but the yeah that was the that was the thing with book districts like um yeah. it really was well, bu- booked to full stop was poor it was yeah god memories 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 well mick as always absolute pleasure yeah. to spend the show live with you and everyone in the chat thanks to all the moderators thanks to everybody in the chat for taking part uh, that hour has come to an end um so i'm doing a pre-record with mick for next saturday and then we'll be back the following week live just one one thing as well chris kamara has come out this week mick um yes. you've been talking about your condition for, yeah. for weeks now on the show you know and this we know is, as we know you were doing this show before you took, yes. took took bad but you know this is helping you regain your confidence regain your speech and you, i mean you know for me you've been fantastic and i'm i'm yeah. delighted um Thank you. but yeah chris kamara he's got a I big sent- prof- he's got a big profile and he's come out and spoken quite a lot about it this week
1: i sent him a text i sent him a text last friday um, and I finally got a, a, a love heart from him on about the Tuesday, because as you can imagine, he was inundated um, with uh, with thousands. Uh, and and basically all I said to him was, look, you know, I, 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 my aphasia is slightly different to, to the ailment he has. But basically my argument was uh, just be positive. Just be positive day to day, but be positive, 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 positive. Uh, and another, another mate of ours who... Um, you may remember Dave Clark, who does the darts um, on Sky. He has Parkinson's uh, and sli- again, slightly different ailment. But again, positive, positive, positive. First half an hour of me today because you we, you, I, I try and get so, you know, so much that I prepare for these without wanting to without wanting to sort of cheat. Um, but then you said, oh, well, let's do this about this, that and the other and suddenly your mind has to go into a different place i was thinking about tottenham i was thinking about this stat that stat and then we start thinking about the owners and it's difficult uh, steve it really is difficult and i watched chris kamara bless him on sky soccer saturday last saturday and 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 you know you just you just have to keep at it you have to keep and it's very very frustrating because you just want to do what you want to do i want to do what i used to be able to do left right and center bang 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 hours 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 every word spot on chris kamara you know how gregarious chris kamara is bang 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 all of a sudden you'll hit a wire suddenly suddenly you'll you'll hit a bit of a stop a block and that's what aphasia is that's what you know chris kamara is suffering from as well so it is you know bear with him don't don't you know Give the encouragement that you can give in. Thousands did for him, and as I say, I sent him a message. Um, and there's an awful lot of people out there, uh, Steve. There's an awful lot of people out there. So I'll, I'll 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 bang again about anybody out there who has had a stroke. This isn't Chris. This isn't Chris Kamara's situation. This is I only know what I know, and that is that through stroke to aphasia. If you've got anybody out there who's suffering with aphasia, just try and bide your time and also just keep at it keep at it be positive keep tech you you and the boys here have been great to me so yeah uh help chris kamara help help everybody who has any sort of disability of any description
0: top man great stuff uh thanks as always mick and uh i will see you live in a couple of weeks time but uh, looking oh. forward to seeing you tomorrow morning yes the pre-record all right mate see you later take it Bye. Easy. <laughs>